Please just mute every other mic. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. Appreciate him. Appreciate him. Let heaven hear your voice. Let heaven hear your voice tonight. Let heaven hear your voice of appreciation. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Yes, amen. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise.
that is here tonight this morning and we ask that you take over this gathering we give you room manifest your power take over and let your name alone be glorified thank you father thank you jesus hallelujah let my words let the words that I speak not be my own words, but your words. Let every need in the house this morning be met. And everyone that has come in here, and all the people that are watching online, and the people that will still watch this clip, Lord, the power of God will permeate through their system and begin to meet every of their need. The Bible says that Jesus went about doing good. This message this morning will be good to anyone listening. And Lord, the Bible said the word of God is sharper than two-edged sword. The word of God will penetrate into the heart of the, my listeners and begin to do mighty work in their life. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Hallelujah. All right. Maybe we should just shut that off. Uh, we're still working on our, our sound. Praise God. Okay. Amen. I want to thank every one of you for coming to church this morning. How many of you are excited here in church? It's always a privilege. Amen. It's always a privilege. We thank God for our new venue. It's been amazing. We have been walking all around since yesterday. And uh, the work is not done yet. We'll continue to work until we get to um, the taste that we want. We're not there yet. Amen. There's just so much still left to be done. Praise God. And I want to thank every one of you for your support. Thank you for always being there. A lot of guys were here yesterday helping out with all the luggages and everything. I just want to say thank you. God bless you. Um, you know, they said the 
the reward of uh, victory is more responsibilities. <laughs> the reward of success is more responsibility. The, the higher you grow, the more responsible you become. The Bible says, to whom much is given, much is what? Expected. Not less. You know, people think that when you are making more money, you have, you work less and all that. But you see, or when you are succeeding, you will just be enjoying it. You will not work. <laughs> but it's not like that. You have more responsibility. Maybe the method of your work has changed, probably from the physical now to the mental. But it's still a lot of work. Praise God. Still a lot of planning, a lot of things that need to be done. I want to thank every one of you. You have been very supportive. I am so blessed to be your pastor. I'm telling you, uh, it's a privilege. I don't take it for granted. I want to thank you for always being there and supporting your man of God. Please, don't, don't be carried away by all the opera out there. All right? There is a structure in the scripture. There is... There is a way God wants us to do things in the scripture. Let's follow the scripture, right? Like I always say, I'm not exonerating the abuse. Okay? But we, as believers, when something is abused, it means there is a right way of doing that thing. Like I always tell us, you cannot get... How many of you have seen 1,500 naira notes? Or 2,000 naira notes? Is anything like that? Why? Because the original does not exist. So, if you see fake 1,000 notes, that means there is original 1,000 notes because the, 1, the original first existed before somebody pirated the original. And that's what the devil does. The devil is fake. All he does is just trying to pirate everything that God is doing. Amen. So, he's trying to manipulate everything that God is doing and all that. And the whole essence is to make people get discouraged. That's the plan. So don't fall for it. Everything you see happening, alright, it's, it's targeted at you to make you to say, no, I don't like that. I find this Christianity. I'm tired. Why are these why are people doing this thing? In fact, I'm discouraged. That's the target of the devil. That's the real essence of adulterating things so that you would even lose sight of the original things. I always tell my friends, I always tell people around me, if you see fake, there is original. Look for the original. If, if somebody is doing something wrong, there is a right way to do it. Seek that right way. Praise God. There is a right way. So, our duty is to seek out that right way and do it. Today we are talking about using our imagination. I, I, I put it as God's inspired imagination. God's inspired imagination. Daring to imagine. God's inspired imagination. Praise God. Daring to imagine. Today I'm going to sh be sharing with you some of the things I have learned or how God has used my imagination to create things. Praise God. Praise God. Look at Proverbs chapter 27, 23 verse 7. It said, For as a man thinketh, 
thinks in his heart, so is what? So is he. You cannot be above your thoughts. Listen to me. The day I got, I started getting my deliverance was the day I began to take responsibility of where I am. That where I am is a product of my thinking. Are you hearing me now? A lot of people struggle with this because they will say, Pastor, I don't understand what you're saying. I came from a very poor home. I came from very... Uh, I was, I'm so disadvantaged in life. You know, things are not happening well. You cannot tell me that I'm the one that created. In fact, I told somebody one day, I said, Ma, where you are is your creation. She said, how? She said, how can you say that? Now, I started explaining to her. I said, look, everything, every uh, um, um, outcome is as a result of your decision or indecision. Hallelujah. It's your choice. You experience your choices. Life is about choices. Not all of you this morning decided to have your bath, dress up, and come to church. You could as well have decided to turn on Indian movie and watch Telemundo or one of them and watch sit at home, Z word, cross your leg and watch it all night uh, this morning. Or you could as well decided to go and watch a football match. Or go and go to club side and go and play football. If I are driving to church you will see a lot of them playing football. It's all decision. The outcome of your life is your decisions and indecisions. Hallelujah. So what we think is the experiences we have. And you see, your decisions are a product of your thinking. I don't know if you get my point. It starts in the mind. Everything starts in the mind. No wonder the Bible said, God your heart with what? All diligence for out of it flows the issues of life, the experiences of life, the outcome of life are all a product of the mind. The mind is the most powerful tool that God gave man. The mind. The reason why the human being is differentiated from all other creation is because they have a mind, alright, to think. And they have a willpower. To make decisions. Praise God. So you are a product of your thinking. Look at yourself. Where you are today is a product of your thoughts. I'm telling you the truth. The way to change your future is to change your thought now. That was what liberated me. Growing up, I always blamed everybody. Blamed my uncles if they had given me the opportunity, I would have made more money, I would have been working in big places. I blamed my dad, I blamed my mom, I blamed my friends. It was all about blaming people. And one day I said, Enough of this blame game. 
I take responsibility of my life. I am the cause of where I am. I am the reason where I am where I am. <laughs> I want to change it. And what I want to do, I want to change my thinking. What do I do? I started getting books. It was like, you know, sometimes when you when light comes, a lot of people don't understand it. I remember those days when this light came. I was in Sulu. I was living in Sulu. I was still a bachelor there. I wasn't married. And then this light came, so I started downloading books, e-books. I was reading all kind of e-books, you know. And then my, my language changed. I had I had um, I had a a, 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 a roommate. No, 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 no. We were sharing a flat. Okay, so it was a three-bedroom flat, so we were sharing a flat in the church. The church actually gave us the, the, the flat we were sharing. And then I had a roommate, and the guy, a flatmate, I, I'll call So the, one day I came out, and I started talking, very funny talk. The guy looked at me and said, ah, Dave, are you okay? <laughs> I said, yes, I'm okay. I told him, come, come, let me show you something. There is a book. There are books I'm reading now. These books are changing my life. I want to share it with you if you can join me. Read. The guy said, bros, forget this book matter. See, that guy see where he is today. I'm telling the truth. But this guy, I saw this light. And I was drawing him. Come and see what I'm seeing. The guy was like, this guy. And you know, one of the things is that sometimes, that's why I tell you, I tell you, please listen to all mes- listen to messages, right? Don't restrict yourself to anytime you restrict yourself to anybody, you also limit your your revelation. Are you listening to me? So I encourage you read books. I was in the church where then I was in the church where they don't encourage you to read. You have to. In fact, if they see you with another preacher's book, you are not loyal. No, but that's not me. I, I, I was a rebel in that in that life because <laughs> I told myself, go open my eyes. I said, no, I can't restrict myself to this revelation. These revelations are... God, see, God did not put everything in one person. I really mean that. God did not put everything in one person. There are areas I can share based on the experiences that God has opened to me, based on the revelation that God has given me. Another person has a, a different revelation that God has given him that you need to benefit from. So why should I stop you? you. Read books. Get your mind open. Begin to take responsibility of your life. Until you take responsibility of your life, you will stay in the same place. Next year, you will still be telling the same story. Now, I'm going to share something with you that changed me. And that is imagination. A lot of Christians don't like to go this area because they think, ah, if you go this area, is it hocus pocus or what do they call it now? They say you are, this is, you are going to occult. Listen, listen. It's all those occult and all those things. It's an adulteration of the right way of doing things. They take what God is doing and they add things to it. I get to my point. They adulterate it. I'm going to show you from scriptures. Amen. Look at what the Bible says. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so you see, that means you are the product of your thoughts. So what are you thinking? Tell me where where you are today is, a, is you are actually a product of what you have been thinking about. 
So if you want your future to change, you change your mind, your thoughts. Change what you are thinking. Praise God. Look at what Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 says. He said, be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. That's a that's a, a, a TEV. I don't know the full meaning now of, the, of that chapter, but TEV. Okay, the person tells. He said, "Be careful how what you you think, for your life is shaped by your thinking." That's just what I have just explained to you now. This is scripture, Proverbs chapter four, verse twenty-three. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. The outcomes of your life, the people that come around, the people that you are attracted to. Is a See, thinking is spiritual. When you think, you exhume an aroma. And somehow, the people that are attracted to you are the people that think like you. That's why I tell people, you cannot marry wrong. You, you, are, you marry your resemble. <laughs> See, if you say my wife is bad, it's because you are bad too. I'm telling you. Be honest. If you say my wife, oh my wife, oh my husband, oh my husband, my husband beats me, oh my God, he's a woman beater. You too. There is something that I, that you are that is in you, eh? That attracted that uh, 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 man. Something connected you people together. So if you want to marry a good husband, you want to marry a good wife. It starts by what? I'm telling you, it starts by what you are thinking. The moment you start thinking the right thoughts, the moment you start aligning your imaginations, eh? the wrong women can come near you. I'm telling you the truth. It, 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 the, the aroma exudes. <laughs> it smells. How you think smells? It attracts. It's just like when you put sugar here, what will happen? Well, comes from nowhere, they will come. So, your thoughts is like sugar. The kind of thinking you have determine the kind of people that rally around you. Change your thoughts and change your life. If you want to marry well, be careful what you're thinking. Some people are good diggers. They also attract good digger like them. I'm telling you. It will come. If you can get your thoughts straight, you will eliminate every evil. How to eliminate evil? The greatest spiritual warfare you can war is Aligning your thoughts are right. I'm telling you, there are people that they cannot harm you. Devil can't enter you if your thoughts are aligned. They are scared of you. Haven't you seen that people were taken to uh, um, to Habalus and they say, No, we can't touch this one. There's something about this one. This one cannot uh, go for the sacrifice. <laughs> Why? There's something about those people that repels evil. 
align your thoughts. Praise God. Okay, so I'm just going to share some quotes about thoughts from people. Right? Some of them I don't have their names uh, of people that quoted them, but these are very quotes. About Einstein said something. Said, imagination is more important than knowledge. Logic will take you from A to B, while imagination will take you everywhere. That's Albert Einstein. He said, imagination is what is more important than knowledge. Logic will take you from A to B, while imagination takes you everywhere. And Albert Einstein also said something. He said, the true sign of intelligence is not knowledge, but imagination. The true sign of intelligence is what? It's not knowledge, but what? Imagination. One Judge Brown says something. He said, Imagination is the beginning of creation. You imagine what you desire. You will what you imagine. And then you create what you will. I don't know if you get it. Let me take it again. He said, Imagination is the beginning of creation. You imagine what you desire. So it starts with desire. You will now imagine that desire. Alright? And then after that imagination, you now will that your imagination. You you that's action now. Will? You will it and then what you create that thing you will. That's the process of imagination. C.S. Lewis says something. Imagination is the organ of meaning. The organ of meaning is imagination. Imagination rules the world. Pascal says something. He said, imagination decides everything. He said, if I can imagine it, if you can imagine it, you can achieve it. And if you can dream it, you can become it. Hallelujah. You cannot talk about faith and not talk about imagination. I'm going to get to that in a minute. How many of you know that imagination can be misused? I told you there are people who misuse it, right? Imaginations can be misused. But what we're talking about is God's inspired imagination. Imagination can be misused, but we cannot throw away the water and uh, the baby. The fact that it's been abused is scriptural. I get it. In fact, it's the foundation of everything we believe. I'm going to show you. I will show you. <coughs> Praise God. Look at the Torah of Babel. I'm going to learn some lessons from there. <coughs> you know, why were they building the Torah of Babel? They wanted and it was idol. It was about, out, out of their own selfish imagination and selfish desires. They just want to create an idol. Hallelujah. They want to create an idol. And God condemned it too. Hope you know that God condemned it. God had to come and scatter them. But that's to show you the power that God puts in every human being. 
<laughs> Are you getting it now? It's God that created human beings and put it there. But when God saw that they were trying to misuse his creation, what did he do? He came to confuse the language, right? But I'm going to that's to show you the power that you have. That you have been letting lie low for too long. Amen. This power is configured in us. But a lot of us are not using it. Or we're using it for the wrong purpose. In Genesis chapter 6, 11 verse 6, the Amplified Version. He said, the Lord said, now that there are one people, get it now. I want you to get the point. How imagination, how to make your imagination work. Get the point. They are what? One people speaking one language. This is only the beginning of what they will do. Now, what they have imagined they can do will be. Praise God. No, that means there is nothing they have imagined that they cannot achieve. Look at it. Look at the condition. They are what? One people. And they are what? One language. He said, nothing they have imagined that what? That they cannot achieve. For this goes for families. If you have a family where the wife and the husband speaks one language, eh? And they are one, united. Check that family. But this is what the devil is trying to do. The devil is corrupting families. Making sure that the husband and the wife does not agree. And the man will say, can two work together except what? Say one will chase a thousand, but two what? Ten thousand. Look at the power of multiplication when two people agree on something. These guys have one language. These guys were one people. And they were building, they said we're going to go to God. We're building this tower to get to God. I don't worship. <laughs> and God released angels. Nah, guys. These guys are serious. If we do here, we feel this to come with us. Angel! Go and scatter them. They just go, just come out one button. Don't know they understand each other again. How did how were they scattered? They were disunited. The only way to destroy anything is disunity. That's the same way they got scattered. The only way to destroy anything, just disunite it. Is the same strength that they had was what God used to call destroy them. They were one, they spoke one language. Immediately, God confused the language and they were saying, one is saying this one, the other one is saying another thing. That was the end. Anytime confusion comes and people don't speak the same language again, that union is over. Progress is gone. If you have a business, let me tell you how to do the impossible in your business. One, you must ensure that your people are one. Are you hearing me now? That everybody in that organization is speaking what? The same language. And then, you guys now apply your imagination power. 
if you, if you are the same people and you are speaking the same language, when you apply your imagination power, what happened? The earth will make it blow. It's a principle on the earth. I hear you. It's a principle on the earth. If you are, if you are married here, one thing you must fight for by all means is the unity of your family. If your family is not united, that family cannot go anywhere. If you are in business, you have a company. One thing you must fight for is the unity in your company. If there is rivalry and all kind of thing, that company is gone. Are you with me this morning? So they said what cooperation. There must be cooperation in that company. That's one people. Cooperate together. Communication. That's the next one. Communication. You must speak one language. You guys must understand each other. First, you must cooperate among yourself. You must understand each other and speak the same language. And then you must what? Imagine whatever you imagine will be fulfilled. And that is the reason the church is not making the progress it's making in Nigeria. The progress that the church of Jesus Christ is supposed to make in Nigeria is being hindered by disunity in the body. As the people are speaking different language, we are allowing our differences that this person is dancing like this, uh, this person is jumping up, this person is playing drum sets. Those funny small, small things is dividing us in the body of Christ. And if this, as these things continue, we can't look at this. This is the things that Jesus Christ pointed out. We must have one language. We must communicate the same thing. Look at one the whole Kama incident. Different pastors were saying different things. Why can't we agree on something? Why can't we agree? Let the church agree. If the church can agree, I'm telling you, no evil can, no nobody can do anything. I wrote a post during that period. You can go and check it out. And I said that look, what the church needs is agreement. If the church is united, there is no way they can pass any law with, that is going to affect the church without the church knowing. How can Kama Law too take care of all the whole churches by surprise? People just wake up and there's Kama. <laughs> it's because there's no unity in the body. Hallelujah. If there's unity in the body, the body will check itself. You see why you see all this, so many funny things happening in the church today? It's also as a result of no unity. Because if the, if the church is united, the church can fish out the law, those people that are messing up the whole name and call them to order. I don't know if you get my point. If you have somebody that is. Uh, in in, in all those kind of funny in the most all those kind of, you have somebody that's doing all those things. If the church is united, the church will call. Oh God, where do you belong? Why are you destroying things? What's your problem? I don't know if you get my point. But because there's no to everybody, the people are just doing whatever they want. Without following the scriptures. 
let me tell you, if you go and read the history of of uh, Turkey, this is this this was how it started. When there were so many duplicity of voices. So the followers became confused. And they now found they now went to another religion that was a bit simple for them to understand. Because now you go here, this one say this one. You come here, this one say this one. There's so, there's so much duplicity. And they found one that is saying the same thing every time. It was easy for them to comply with. Our fathers in the body needs a lot of work. There's so much work that needs to be done so that we would synergize and use our energy and do the great commission that God sent us here. Praise God. Number two, imagination is essential to living by faith. Imagination is what? Essential to living by faith. I said number one, we just defined imagination, right? Number two, and number two point I want to make here is that imagination is essential in living by faith. What is faith? The Bible said that faith is the confidence assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. It is the evidence of things we cannot what? Yet see. Hallelujah. So, the only way you can live by faith is what? By imagination. That's it. Have you seen Jesus? Have you seen God? So how do you know they exist? Imagination. Are you seeing that the imagination is very key in Christianity? The only way you can live by faith is by my imagination. Without imagination, there is no faith. The confidence assurance you have for things you have not yet seen. So how are you seeing them? In the eyes of your mind. And what is the eyes of your mind? Imagination. Glory to God. All the heroes of faith in Hebrew 11, they became heroes because they used their imagination. Take for instance, Abraham. Abraham was called the father of what? Many nations. Imagine the shame and disgrace he faced when he's asked. You know, maybe he goes to his friends and he says, Ah, then, hold on. Say, fine. But what's your name? Say, my name is Abraham. I know the name of Abraham. Father of what? Many nations. They say, ah, uh-uh. Your name is Abraham. He say yes. How many children do you have? He say none. <laughs> what do you think? Oh no, bring that scenario in our time. The people will laugh. I say, oh God, now wow, this is your name. You say you are the father of many nations. And you don't have a child. So how did Abraham see his children? See them through the eyes of faith. He believed God through the eyes of faith. And what is the eyes of faith? Imagination. <laughs> is it coming home now? Imagination. Imagination. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. He said, We set our eyes not on what we see, but on what we cannot see. What we see will last only a short time. But what we cannot see will last forever. Set our eyes on things we cannot see. So how do you set your eyes on things you cannot see? It's through your imagination. 
praise God. So let's focus on the things that will last forever through our imagination. Praise God. Number three, he said, great lives are built around dreams, around great dreams. Do you want to be great in your life? You need to start dreaming. Praise God. You need to start what? Dreaming. You need to expand your mind. You need to expand your imagination. The Bible said what? He said, make, enlarge your coasts. Extend your pegs. Make more room for, for, for greater the children of the barren woman. As at the time, that woman was barren, but he said greater the children. So how will she see the children? Her imagination. Us last week. Imagine God told you you're going to own an estate and currently you're living with face my face. You one room, only one room. Plenty. You wake up in the morning, everybody's on, on a straight line to go and bath, to go and have their bath. If you don't know, I have lived there before, so don't think I fell from. I know what I'm telling you. I, I, I believe that. Hmm? I live there. But God delivered me. You know, I'm, I'm sorry to, I'm just trying to create the graphic, but please forgive me. When I was there, it's, it's an upstairs, uncompleted building. So, we have a room, and the toilet, every floor uses one pit toilet or not. No, it's pits. You know that one you go and <laughs> you hang. <laughs> Praise God. You hang. <laughs> and you see, when you are when you are climbing, we're going to the, the uh, uh, first floor. It's three it's three story. When you are climbing, what do you do? What do they do? They try escape sheets. What do you know? Escape one baby. See baby way. Without any this, they don't come up come from the middle of the road. I've been there. I'm not telling you. I'm not sure I've been there. It was not a funny experience. If you go in, you lock your door because of the odd door that can enter your room. Praise God. And God is telling you, ah, I remember those days. He's inside that place. God was showing me revelations and dreams. In fact, some of my neighbors, if they see me now, they will say, ah, ah, bro, my you. I remember when God delivered me from there, when, when God, <laughs> when God provided accommodation for me in Sule, in the church where I was worshiping, the, the church asked me to come and stay there. So, as I was telling some of my friends that I met there within the church where I was there, you know that I'm going to Sule, all of them were like, no, 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 we just want to, we just started enjoying you now. I said, ah, eh, please, don't enjoy me. Not in this kind of environment. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Don't enjoy me. I'm going to a better place. Oh, praise God. In fact, because there were a group of believers, actually, friends who girls go, who meet and play instrument and sing together and all that. So they were like, no, no, ah, waka, master, where are you going? God sent you here to go. <laughs> I said, thank you very much. <laughs> God has delivered me from here. 
<laughs> My assignment has finished. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Okay. So, great lives are built on great dreams. Are built around great dreams. You have to have a dream. Your life is, is your life just about sleeping, waking up, and is that all about your life? You have to have a dream. Your life has to mean more than what it is right now. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. This is my prayer. And the same prayer Paul prayed for his for his uh, for the church in Ephesus. I'm praying a prayer for you and for myself today. That may God enlighten the eyes of your mind so that you can see the hope. That his calling holds for you. Oh Lord, enlighten my mind. Let me see the hope that your calling holds for me. Make it your prayer right now. Make it your prayer. Enlighten my mind. Let me see the hope. Let me see that program you have for me on the earth. Let me see that will of God upon my life on the earth. My life cannot just be this way. There is more to my life than what it is right now. I embrace that great thing that God has prepared for me. I embrace that great thing, great and mighty things that God has prepared for me. I will not die without fulfilling the plan and purpose of God for my life. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Power, you are pray this prayer every day. Every opportunity you have, say, Lord, open my eyes. What is that thing you have for me? Open my eyes. Open my eyes. So let me tell you, no matter what you are dreaming, what you are planning, it can't be greater than what God has for you. The Bible says, I have a plan towards you. A plan of good, not of evil. To give you a respect. To give you a future and a hope. God has a plan for you. But a lot of us will think that our own small plan is better than God's plan. Forget that your plan and align yourself to God's plan. And you will see the way God will change everything. That's my story. That's my story. Hallelujah. Nobody becomes great from the womb. Nobody. How many of you have seen so-called rich men children that became paupers. Have you seen them? There are a lot of wealthy rich men that we all know in Nigeria. Their wealth stopped in their generation. Their children never they sold all the properties, they sold all the land and a lot of them are begging for money. I know one of my landlords one time all his children See, today, they still call me to beg for money. And this man is very rich and wealthy. So what happened? So, it's not even about where you were born. It's not about how you were born. It's not about in the family you were born. That's what I'm trying to drive at here. It has nothing. Nobody was born great from the womb. Are you hearing me now? We became great and influential by what we attach ourselves to on the earth. 
You are relevant on this earth by the course that you follow, by the 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 the, the, the learning. What way you lean to? Your relevance, your influence, your goodness is about what cost are you after? What is your dream? What are you pursuing? What are you aligning yourself to? That's what makes you great or small. Not because you were born into a great family. Alright? When we attach ourselves to something bigger and greater than ourselves, we become great people. When you pursue a cause that is greater than you, you become good. When you talk about heroes, these are people that enter into things that were greater than them. And these things are not just things. They are things that are born out of imagination. They are things that are born out of dream. The Bible said that what? The earth is what? It's waiting. Is growing for what? The manifestation of the souls of God. The earth is waiting for you for solution. The earth is waiting for you for deliverance. And some of us are going about casting small, small demons. When God is waiting for you to see, see, if you take time and look at things very well, you find out that you see all these small, small demons we are casting out. It's not the problem of Nigeria. you, eh? If God blesses you with wealth and you liberate so many people give scholarship to a lot of children and everything and all of them just get liberated the demons that you think that you are casting out that you are eating in the dream and you are praying for them that demon will leave them greatest problem people have. The greatest demon. That's why you're not looking at it as demon. Prophet is a demon. You don't know. You don't know. It's the bigger demon. How? Then that's why the Bible said who do you think are principalities and powers? You think it's all these small, small demons? Principalities and powers are in government. They make sure to impoverish the people. Do you know that if they impoverish you, oh boy, anything they talk, you will obey. Eh? Once they make sure that you cannot feed, why is Antichrist going to put marks on people and they cannot buy or sell except they have the mark of the beast? And that a lot of believers, a lot of uh, so-called Christians will even f- f- fall into that? See, food, eh? livelihood to survive is the greatest motivation any woman to have. Are you me? So, the greatest principality and power that there is is the one that is destroying eh? your ability to feed, your ability to meet basic needs. I pray, I say, God, make me a channel. Bless me so that I can deliver a lot of demons. <laughs> I can deliver, I deliver people from the hold of principalities and power. Go and check about 
who principalities and powers are. These are people in government, politicians. Do you know how many people have died from bad roads? You think they can be compared to the people you think that demons are killing? You know, the problem is that some of us will not, as Christians, we don't think through. If you feel through very well, do you know how many people have died in road accident? Compared to the small, small demons you think are killing people. We need to upgrade our mind, though. And begin to think about the big demons. They are the principalities and powers. And how to overcome them is not you have to, you God need to you, you God need to you, you need to is by imagination. Your mind needs to be expanded. You need to get into the, 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 the territory of these demons, of these principalities and powers, and bring them down. God is. I don't know if you, how many of you have, been, I have listened to Lake Alda. He, the guy awoke me on this. If you listen to Lake Alda, he will tell you. He said that some of our, some, the church is wasting time every day. Uh, he said, a full, full grown pastor, all he's doing is casting out demon. That's for small boys. Leave it to new converts. You go for principalities and powers. <laughs> you know demons have different ranks, eh? I was listening to some, some one message one day on the road. I was passing and they were playing it. What they are doing is demonology. The different level of demonology. I said, what has this got to do with me? How would this edify you? Demon will get on, demon will get paid, demon will act. I don't want to, I don't mean, I don't, I'm not interested. What I'm interested in is God. Empower me to deliver me from the cause of principalities and power. When God begins to raise people here to sit in the government and make just one decision, you know one decision you can make in government can save thousands of lives from dying. Have you thought about it? Those are the kind of ways to fight principalities of us. Look how, you know, I, I'm careful, you know, going into this because some people are Democrats, some people are, uh, are conservatives and all that. But you see what Trump is doing, President Trump, with this pro-life thing, trying to stop the killing of babies through abortions that has become a big business in the United States. Just, do you know that that decision to legalize that abortion has killed plenty human beings? That's why we call principalities and power. Can it be compared to those small, small demons? Do you know the millions and it was targeted at the black people, the black community. They wanted to reduce the the, the, the uh, number of blacks. They said that the blacks were just multiplying, multiplying. They now sold poor choice to them. Tell women you you have a choice to your body. You must not give birth. It's not my fault. They sell it. And you know, you know, usually when the devil comes, he quotes it. The Bible says he's the angel of he appears like the angel of light. He quotes it in sweet things and makes it so beautiful. 
and all, most of the uh, uh, those abortion clinics are located in the black communities so that it's easy for them to assess they tell them they tell a woman you, you, you must not stay in your husband's house that is now very is, is, in fact is, 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 is now the in thing to be a single mom and go and check the Americans the, as in the whites have steady families the blacks, all their families, almost all their women are not staying in their marriages. Because the, the white, this is a, it's, it's still the slavery thing. They sold it to them that they shouldn't stay in their homes. And you know what that does? Every, when you have children that don't grow up in a very good home, they get messed up. They get destroyed. It was a strategic way of destroying the blacks. And many of them are waking up to it now. Strategic way of destroying the blacks. destroy their families make sure they don't give birth to children they have killed abortion clinic have killed more more blacks than the, 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 than there is the greatest home, uh, 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 murder in the United States is abortion but if this is a, a, a decision that is taken by government that's what I'm telling you this, are, this is the principles of what I'm talking about they can destroy you. God should raise people. God raise us. We go there and fight for the kingdom. Go there and take the main decision that will save lives. Not that will destroy lives. So we need to stop. We need to upgrade our mind. And start thinking big. Are you hearing me? The earth is waiting for you. Those are born children that have died, man. They were, they were waiting for people to rise and save them. <laughs> Praise God. The Bible says, where there is no vision, what? The people perish. You need to have a vision. What's the vision for your life? Where are you, where are you going to be in five years' time? What's your five years' plan? How many of you have five years plan here? Ten years plan. If you don't have, go home and put it down. Have a plan. Engage your imagination. You see, it's one of the, you see, that's the greatest work to do. Sitting down to imagine. How many of you know it's work? In fact, how many of you can even do it for five minutes? It's difficult. In fact, I'm talking about five minutes. One minute, your mind has gone off to other things. But you see, that discipline to stay and think through is a tool. Is a, is a tool that God gave you. And if you want to grow your business, if you want to grow your life, you want to grow your marriage, you need to engage in imagination. And that is how to work faith. That's how faith works. Imagination. As a man think it, so you see. Number four. I've done number two, right? Number four. God's dream for my life is bigger than my dream. God's dream for my life is bigger than my dream. Quickly, we're just going to look. You see, follow God's dream for your life and not the dream that you cooked up or the one your parents gave you. Follow God's dream. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 in message and says, God can do anything, you know, for more than you could ever imagine. Sorry, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. 
He does it not by pushing us around, but by His Spirit working deeply and gently within us. Don't limit what I'm telling you now. Don't limit God with small dreams. Dream big according to His purpose and plan for your life, using the imagination He gave you. Let your dream not be about what you can do, but about what God can do. Dreaming big honors God and exercises your faith. Dream big. Somebody say, how can I do it? That's one of the issues that the enemy brings. Dream big. It's not about you. I am one of the liberation I had. <laughs> I read a book and the book said, dream is free. It's free. It's free to dream. It's free to imagine now. Imagine that you're going to have 24 Jets, this private jet that people are shouting, shouting. Yeah, I want to have 24 scattered everywhere. It's a big dream. Is that a big dream? And if you dream in your mind, something will just trick you inside it. That I have for you. <laughs> you never even, you never even get carried in top of private jets. Am I the only one that says that? I don't know. <laughs> When you make those kind of big dreams, something tells you that oh, for your village, they don't get anybody like that. <laughs> First go. <laughs> Let me start with basic events. <laughs> Amen. You know, that's, what the, that's how the devil attacks you, your dream. That's how the devil attacks your dream. But listen, the dream is not about you. It's about your God. Let's the size of my God determined the size of my dreams. So what's the size of your God? Is there anything impossible for your God to do? So why do you want to limit your dream? Why do you want to tell yourself, I'm, I'm, I'm only going to be small? When your God is big. You know, some people just think that they cannot do big things, that big things are only meant for some people. For some people. Even do you know that a lot of believers have been conditioned to think that they are only to remain small while others are the, the big people? Listen, don't let anybody limit you. I hear me. Don't let anybody limit you. Listen, the same spirit of God that I have is the same spirit of God that I have. The only difference between me and anybody that is not is because I'm exercising my own, you are not exercising your own. That's all. I'm telling the truth. There's no difference. If you exercise your own spirit, and exercise your faith, you will get even far. One of the things, you see, one of the revelations I got that changed my life, when I was saying, I had, I had an uncle that was supposed to help, but the guy refused to help. My dad approached himself, but the guy refused to help. One day I told my dad, please don't call this man again. God opened my eyes, I said, God told me, said, the same me, I'm the same person that said this guy, and gave him that one. If you seek me, I can do better for you than him. It's the same faith, boss, sister. It's the same faith. It's the same spirit. The only difference is that you are not exercising it. You are not feeding yourself with the right food. If you feed yourself with the right food, you will get the same result. It's a principle. It's on the earth. It's a respect of no man. Don't let anybody stop you. Any great person you are looking at, you can be greater. Hello? I don't know. Am I talking to some people? Isn't it? You know when I got see when I got enlightened, I started talking. I told you guys I started talking differently. I went for a youth meeting in the in the church where I was there, and they said uh, uh, the youth pastor asked, "Who is rich in this place?" I lift my hands. 
He said, now, now for you. Calm down, we're talking about bridge people, we're bridge people. I said, Pastor, I'm rich. <laughs> if it's before, I will not use my hand because I will look at my bank account and say, how much is my bank account? I look at my pocket as I but I discovered that my wealth is not tied to my bank account. My wealth is not tied to what I have right now. My wealth is tied to God who is rich in mercy. God who is rich. And because God is rich, I'm rich. I see myself from the eyes of God, not from the eyes of my circumstances, not from the eyes of my bank account, not about what people say, not from the eyes of my family. They say, has anybody in the family come to this point? I am the first to break it. Because I belong to God. I, I am from the family of God. God just gave me to you people so that I can come from there. That's the truth. You are just a caretaker. Eh? Man, you are not the owner. The real owner is God. If you understand it like that, that God is your father, your true father, your earthly father is a caretaker. So connect your wealth, connect your life, connect your health to who? To who? Your true father. Hallelujah. Let me tell you one, more, one other thing that the devil does. And then we'll start to wind up. Our, our, my, my, our time is fast spent. Huh? Doubt is the enemy of imagination. Doubt. One way the devil corrupts your imagination is doubt. Just like when you say, I'm rich. And you know, all you have in your account is 10,000 beggary. I am saying I'm rich. Somebody will look at you and laugh. And immediately the devil will begin to tell you, 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 you self, you self, you open your mouth, they talk back, can't see you as you did like this. Doubt and fear neutralizes what God wants to do in your life. You see, because the Bible said in James, He said, any man that doubts cannot achieve anything. Anytime you, anytime you start to fear and doubt, you break the law of God. There's a law of God that you can only achieve greatness by confidence, by courage, by faith. So, doubt is the opposite of faith. Fear is the opposite of faith. So anytime, what the devil does is he, he, he starts to pump those things around you. And once you accept it, you will get discouraged. And you cannot move forward again. But I'm going to show you what to do. I'm going to show you how I have overcome doubt in my life. I'm going to show you now. Praise God. It is the devil's strategy. This is to stop us from going forward. From you know, using the tool of imagination that God gave us. That's what the devil wants to do. He wants to stop you from imagining big things. So he will bring fear. He will bring doubt. How many of you may take courage to imagine? It takes courage to see yourself in that big thing that God has planned for you. It takes courage. People are not losing their imagination because they are afraid. Courage is doing the things you fear the most. Are you hearing me? Did you hear me now? No, I don't think you hear me. I said courage is what? Doing the things you fear the most. So what is the thing you are afraid of? God told Joshua, he said, well, be courageous. Joshua was afraid. This big role you put me, how can I do it? God said, be courageous. Courage is doing the things you are afraid of the most. Hallelujah. Courage is when you are afraid and you do it anyway. Do you get me? You are afraid, though. That's, that's, 
is not insulting I'm telling you. That's how I, that's how I, uh, I overcome. It's not because there's uh, the same fear that comes to you doesn't come to me. It's not because the same doubt that comes to you, you doesn't come to me. But you know what I do? With the doubt, with the fear, I still enter. <laughs> when we are going to start ministry, if you know the, the fear and the doubt that was in my mind, I was like, God, let me cook just stay. I'm, I'm a businessman. I'm doing very well. Let me just cook stay in my business. But let's try as a business. Let's just enjoy ourselves, take care of our children and everything. Why are we going into this thing? You know, but when God started opening our eyes to all the when we started getting prophecies and everything from everywhere, it was clear that this is what God wanted us to do. So even when we got in and things were not working fine, at that type of point we were afraid. We said, Oh what do you think we should just close this thing that's still early? Nobody will know. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody will know. You are not really very popular. You are not popular. So you just cuckoo pack up and just go back to your church and enter a choir and continue. <laughs> People will not know. <laughs> you can just explain to them that the Lord has spoken again. <laughs> you know what? If only you said the Lord said, everybody keep quiet. If you will leave you to yourself, they are not there. You know? Then you see, that's the enemy. What the devil does is to attack you with fear and doubt. And what happened? Immediately you give in for the fear and doubt. That's the end. Your faith has crashed. There's nothing God can do about it. The only thing God can do about it is probably send people to see if they can encourage you again because it is you that will take the decision. It is you. God cannot come and change anything as in make just carry your leg and you fly on the air and come and come and start doing what I want to do. No. The highest he can do is begin to speak to people to come and talk to you. But you are the one that will be you have to be encouraged and do take the decision and do the things. Hallelujah. Are you getting blessed this morning? You need to be courageous. So if there's something you're afraid of, do it anyway. As far as you know it's God that told you. And there are everything, nothing is, is right. Go ahead and do it. Are you hearing me? Enter there and you see we've got Joshua, God told them, enter the water. Enter. You say, go, but you don't say you, you the last time you told Moses to lift up word and word pattern, uh, the sea pattern. They were waiting for that destruction to happen so that the sea will part. But when it was time to cross the Jordan, God told them. Tell the blue first enter the water. <laughs> and it was until they entered the water. That's when what? The thing parted. God dealt to them that time because they were babies. But now they are beginning to grow and they are, they, they are, they are growing. So you see, there are, there are some things that God will do for you when you will receive the right of God's bully. Eh? That when you become mature as a Christian, those things, the man I will cease. You now have to work labor. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Somebody say, no, please, let the man continue. Uh, that means you want to be a baby all, all your life. Praise God. Don't let fear. Amen? Don't let fear. Don't ever what? Let fear. Fear is a destroyer. Fear will destroy your faith. Fear will destroy your faith. That's what fear is targeting at, your faith. You must believe 
in faith and not doubt. For a doubtful mind is as unsettled as the wave of the sea that is driven back and forth and tossed about by the wind. Some doubters cannot decide about anything they do. So they should not imagine receiving anything from the Lord. Doubt your doubts and believe your belief. You know, you live a miserable life when you let fear control your life. Doubt destroys your faith. Don't let doubt. Hallelujah. In Mark chapter 9, verse 22, verse 24, the man said, Please hear my son if you can. Jesus said, Do you mean if I can? And Jesus told the man, He said, Anything is possible if a person believes. Everything is possible if a person believes. The father replied, I do believe, but help my, help me not to doubt. Other translations say, help my unbelief. So, anytime you are doubting, anytime you are afraid, and you want to take a decision, go to God and say, Lord, I believe you. Please help my unbelief. Because sometimes, there's still that small doubt. Even when you are taking that step. That's, but what do you do? You take the step anyway, even with the doubt. Are you hearing me now? Take the step anyway. Don't let doubt stop you. You don't have to, you know, have all your doubts and questions resolved before you can follow Jesus Christ. You don't have to know how it will work before you can follow Him. Follow Him anyway. Vision, your vision become, begin to dissipate in your life once you allow doubt. I don't know how many of you have seen people that started so well and somehow their passion, everything begin to win. What has happened? They have allowed doubts and fear into them. So the, the question is, how can I refill myself so that I will not let, so that doubt will not consume me? How do I refill myself? Number six, God's spirit and his word fills my imagination. How to refill ourselves is what? Through the word of God and the spirit of God. Praise God. That's why it's good to have your quiet time. It's good to study the word of God. It's good to have a time with God. A time with God. What it does is it, it refreshes you. It energizes you. Okay? It, it builds up stamina in you. It makes you not to lose your faith. People that lose their faith are people that stay away from God for too long. The devil begins to make suggestions to you that will derail you. Stay in contact with God. Praise God. Have a daily quiet time and all that. Then number seven, say, growing my character will clarify my vision. Somebody say, I don't know my vision. I don't know what God is telling me. So, first thing you need to do is to focus on your character. As you are building your character, eh, God will begin to open your eyes to the things He wants you to do. Because everything that God wants you to do is tied to who you are. It's tied to the giftings and to the resources that God has given you. Are you listening to me? There are things you can do better than others. And God wants you to use it for the kingdom. Amen? Everything you are is tied to who you are. So but what you need to do is to what? Build your character. As you're building your character, alright? You begin to, God begin to open your eyes to those things. He said, to your faith, add goodness. To, to your goodness, 
add knowledge. That's first, Second Peter chapter one from verse five to nine. To your goodness, add, they say to add self control and to your self control patient and to your patient add service for God and to your service for God add kindness of all the brothers and sisters. So this add all these things. As you're doing all these things, God begin to open your eyes to the things He wants you to do. Praise God. You know, and again, let me tell you, God cannot give you a vision that is selfish. I listen to me. If any vision you get is about yourself, how to be rich for yourself, how to do everything for yourself, it's not from God. Can you hear me? It's not from God. God doesn't give such visions. What is God interested in? God is interested in His kingdom, His project on the earth. The plan of God on the earth is to build a family. Are you hearing me now? Why did Jesus came? Jesus died to build a family. The family of God. No Christ life. The church of Jesus Christ on the earth. That's the plan of God. That's the agenda of God. You ask yourself, ah, I want to do the agenda of God. The agenda of God is what? Build a family for himself. And that is the great commission. Go ye into the world and what? Make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them. How many of you know we have a pool now? So, very soon we are going to call for baptism. <laughs> Those who want to baptize, will baptize them. Praise God. Amen. Amen. He said, go ye into the world, preach the gospel, baptize them in the name of the Lord. That is the agenda of God. If you want to get into the agenda of God, then what? You need to fall in line with these things. You cannot have a vision that does not have evangelism connected to it. That vision is... You can't have a, you can't have a vision that does not... that is devoid of God, that is just about you. No, it's not. And that is what Christ life is all about. Our vision is what? To reach the church. That is the reason Christ life was created. Christ life was created because there are a lot of unbelievers out there willing to reach them. We are making every avenue. We are using every avenue to reach them. That's our vision. To reach the church and to build a balanced life. Our, our, our mission here is evangelical. And that is the greatest mission. Listen, every mission, every church that is established without an evangelical thing in mind is not a church of Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. That's the truth. The church of Jesus Christ is about building a family. It's about bringing people out there to the church and building them into a family. Hallelujah. After that, the next agenda of God is what? Eternity. <laughs> That's the next agenda of God. After building, God wants to gather a family and then go to a family, we take them and God continue eternity with them. That's the agenda of God. Hallelujah. So whenever you see a need out there, what you should ask yourself is, what has God put in me to fill this need? Let my eyes be open. These problems out there is waiting for me. God has deposited giftings in the body to fulfill those needs, to meet those needs. Praise God. And in meeting those needs, you expand God's family. People can see the Bible. The Bible says Jesus was on earth, went about the world doing good. Praise God. Can we be on our feet as we begin to thank God tonight? Begin to appreciate God. Begin to open your mouth and say, Lord, I'm going to start using my imagination now. I'm going to use my mind. I'm going to use my mind. Praise God. I'm going to use my mind. I'm going to use my imagination to serve you 
all the heroes of faith became heroes of faith because they used their imagination. Even though they did not see, but they believed. And because they believed, because they believed, they were blessed. Open your mouth and begin to say, Lord, I believe you. Help my unbelief. Is there any way I'm doubting? Help my unbelief. Deliver me from doubt. Help my unbelief, Lord. I believe you, Lord. Let my mind be open to the things you have planned for me. Let my mind be open to the things you are doing in my life. Let my eyes be open to the things you are doing in my life. Kataya Dabalakoya. And Open my eyes, O God. Open my eyes. Let me see that plan you have for me. Those good things you have in store for me. So that I can achieve them. So that I can attain toll of them. My mind has enlarged. My mind is enlarged. My mind is expanded to the things you have planned for me. My mind is expanded to the things you have planned for me. And Open your mouth, begin to pray. Begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. Begin to pray. I have my imaginations. I do not dream small. I dream big. Open my mind, Lord. I dream big. I do not settle for less. I settle for more. I do not settle for less. I settle for more. I expand my territory. I expand my mind. I will not live this life without fulfilling the plan and purpose that you have for me. Everything you have in stock for me. Everything that I've been planned for me, Lord. I will I live to fulfill them. I live to fulfill them. In the name of Jesus. I live to fulfill them. I fulfill your purpose and plan. I fulfill your purpose and plan. Open your mouth. Begin a blessing. Begin a blessing. Let my mind be enlarged. Let my mind, let my imagination of God be expanded. That I fulfill your plan. That I do your will. The challenges in my environment, the problems in my environment. Lord, give me the solution. Give me the solution to them. I receive the power to solve the problems of my time. I will not die small. 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 In the name of Jesus, I will not die small. I fulfill the plan and purpose of God for my life. And that plan is big. My God is big, therefore my plans are big, my dreams are big. Open my mind, open my mind, open my mind, open my mind, open my mind. Open. I am the solution to my time. I am the solution. I solve the challenges of my time. Let my mind be open. Let the mind, let the heart of my mind be expanded. Lord, out of my belly shall flow rivers, rivers watering the earth, rivers quenching the thirst of man, rivers of living.